Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. It's incredible. We know that the saying is a picture is worth a thousand words rather, but the emotion behind pictures and videos that have been coming out of Humboldt have been heart-wrenching to say the least. I want to play a little bit of video here that you can find on the Calgary Herald website. And my next guest is part of this whole project when it comes to the incredible pictures we've seen from the tragedy but also talking to the first responders. This is paramedic Jessica Brost and uh, just talking about what went through her mind and emotions when she responded to the tragedy. In every situation, we try to make sense of it all. And so you almost try to find good in a situation. And we were just talking that uh, these guys were in the... Most probably most happiest times of their lives. They have a brotherhood. They're doing what they love doing. And they were going to a playoff game. And as far as they knew, I, I don't know if they would even realize they were hit by anything. And, and so no pain for many of them. They died suddenly, which I think as a parent, um, you would like no suffering. But it's just the families that have to carry on with that burden. But for that person themselves, it was sudden. And the other ones got some amazing care. Uh, My only regret is that friends and family and fans or people tied to these kids were there. I wish they weren't there at all to see that. There were people who lived close on that corner that helped, and even by the time we got on scene, these kids were covered in blankets and comforters, and who has that many blankets in their house, I don't know, but even the people bringing blankets um, saved lives. It was cold enough that they were all hypothermic, so I can't imagine what they're going through, and I can't imagine them sorting them this out and this for them, but they did a phenomenal job when these bystanders or family kick in and do that it's unbelievable and I think of my if that was my child I would love someone knowing that they someone was there for them and I felt those people showed help is there we're here for you we're going to help you just that reassurance and covering them up and caring for them and blankets on the deceased were covered very nicely knowing in a respectful way that um, we couldn't have done it without them. That is paramedic Jessica Brost speaking with the Calgary Herald videographer and photographer Leah Hennel. Leah joins us today. Hello, Leah. Hi. You know, I've watched that video several times and I thought I'm going to be able to play a little bit of this and then I'm going to be able to talk to Leah. You know, it got me choked up again. Uh, I don't mean to do this to you, but can I just put you on hold? We can do a traffic break and we can come back and talk about how difficult this assignment has been for you. Are you okay with that? Sure. Leah Hennel, uh, she is a videographer for the Calgary Herald and a photographer. I encourage you to definitely check out the Calgary Herald website just to see some of the, I'd say, incredible work, but it's a job and it's a difficult one, especially with such a tragedy that affects so many people. We'll talk with Leah after traffic.
I didn't mean to put Leah Hennel on hold for that period of time. Leah is a photographer, videographer for Post Media. And if you go to calgaryherald.com, you can see some of the incredible work that she's been doing over the last little while. Leah, I'm saying incredible, but how difficult is this? Because you are the eyes on this story. And, and I know having worked in television that there's this really difficult line you can cross when it comes to such a tragedy. How did you approach that as a photographer and videographer when you were talking to either the first responders or the families, everyone affected by this? Yeah, I mean it's it it is a difficult it is difficult to cover for sure, but I always find you know it's not about me it's not about media you know we're like the second or third responders on a tra- tragic scene and you know I'm just trying to tell their their stories and what happened to them with compassion and respect. Were you? Um, consciously aware then of when you were going to approach even the first responders because to watch some of those videos and see the pictures that you captured of them I'm wondering how willing they were to be part of this and how much time you had to give them you know I wish I had longer to give them but uh, Valerie Fortney and I the writer on this we basically just drove to Nipawin and showed up at uh, at their door and just asked them if we could talk and you know they were more than willing to tell their stories and you know I'm sure they're still obviously dealing with a lot themselves and are in shock as are the families um you know it's hard to watch people crying in front of you when they're talking about this and as a parent myself it you know it hits home it hits home for everyone I think I think that's why I still have a hard time listening to that one comment from uh, Jessica just about being a parent and knowing that your child is even though in that situation is in a way taken care of. So I think that's so difficult. I wonder, though, the the importance, though, of being able to show pictures, but realizing you've got to be discreet in what you are showing because this is such an emotional time. Exactly. Um, Emotions are running very high. And, yeah, you just, you have to, you, you know, most photographers, videographers, we use, our personal ethics when we approach situations like this and try to be as respectful as, as possible. I mean, it's everybody's worst nightmare that came true for some. So we're just trying to handle it as professionally as possible. Yeah. Leah, how um, quick did you get to, well, you were saying Nipawin and um, Humboldt. So I'm just curious after the, the tragedy on Friday night, when you were able to get to Saskatchewan? We left Saturday morning and we drove from Calgary um, to Saskatoon and we stayed there for a couple of days just talking to some of the people in the hospital and went to Humboldt the second day and that was when we went to the crash site as well. It's, I, I don't think people, it's really far. The, the towns are fairly spread out, right? Yeah. When you went to the crash scene and again, the pictures you took there, uh, yes, you're a professional, but how did that impact you on a personal level? Um, I mean, I'm I'm only human, so I, I haven't really thought about it that mm. much. Um, you know, it's 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 you know, yeah. I don't really I don't have any words to say. I have no words to describe the yeah. what everyone's going through and. Like I said, again, I just, you know, it's not about me. I, I can't imagine what the families and the friends 
you know, and the whole community is going through, it's, it's, it's hard to fathom, really. Um, but what did hit me, and as everyone has said, is how everyone has come together through this and the community, um, yeah, all over the world, you know, everyone's so touched by it. Yeah. As a photographer, is it almost, a, um, I'm not saying a defense mechanism, but you're seeing things through a lens. So you're almost putting a bit of distance between yourself and what you're covering. Do you ever think about that, that that's maybe the way you're able to uh, put aside any personal feelings or emotional feelings you have to say that now I've got to do my job, but yet I still have this lens between myself and what I'm covering? Definitely. I don't think it'll hit me till, you know, maybe after. But that being said, I am, you know, I'm photographing these people through my own tears. Like, you can't help but be affected by what they're saying. But, you know, it's not about me. I'm not the one. The family members are, you know, having lost someone. They have years of going through this heartache. So I just I feel for them. Leah, one day it is going to be about you just because you've got to take care of your own emotional health as well. So um, thank you so much for sharing your experience with this and um, and the work you do. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Leah Hennel, she is a photographer and videographer for the Calgary Herald. And she's right. You know, you're, you're a professional. But at some point, you also have to do a reality check on yourself. And especially, you know, she's, she's a mom. How does this not impact mothers around the world, fathers around the world, aunts, uncles, you know, I'm not, I, I don't want to forget anyone in that case, but uh, impactful for, for sure. And uh, later on today, we are going to be uh, talking with a reporter in Humboldt because it was today that the young statistician, Mr. Uh, Bieber, was buried, the broadcaster rather, was buried. So, you know, for the next, we're going to have 15 more funerals and you know sadly some people have even said what we're still talking about Humboldt yeah we are still talking about Humboldt and that's why I wore my jersey today and and that's why I'm, I think it's unfortunate that it was kind of a cool blustery day because even the people I saw as I was coming into work who were walking on the streets wearing I think it was a Boston Bruins jersey and someone else had another jersey I didn't recognize but I thought that's just one small way for us to share in in such sadness. And that's the way we cope sometimes. 403-974-8255. I, I do have a phone call here, and I've got a bunch of texts on the Bill 9 UCP Jason Kenney. So do not think that I've forgotten about it. I'm giving you some time as well. So if you want to call on that, we still have a few minutes before the top of the hour. But uh, let's bring Arlene. Arlene, what are your thoughts on this one? Okay, I just wanted to let you know that I lost two children. My son was killed in a truck accident in 1991, and you never get over it. You become resilient to the pain after time, mm-hmm. but you really don't get over it. But I just want the families to know, I wrote a book on my children, and um, the thing is, allow yourself to cry. Mm. The tears are so important, more important than we ever realized. There's so much healing protein and enzymes in tears from nine to 14 different types Mm. are in a drop of tear. And we need to allow ourselves to cry because it's so important to heal. And it's part of the beginning of the healing process to allow yourself to do that. Yeah. Arlene, so sorry for your loss. And you know what I, I heard, because I've heard people say, oh, time heals all wounds. No. And and what I heard was a better quote. They said, time helps, but doesn't heal. 
So well, it, it'll help, well, but for someone, you know, who's lost two, did you say two sons? Um, two children. Two children, yeah. Um, Both of my biological children. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, and, and you but, know what? Uh, the thing about the crying, uh, I remember as a little kid having a big cry, and then you'd be so relaxed and you'd, you'd almost fall asleep. This is when you were little. But the right. fact that is sometimes when you have a good cry, how you've released something. And, you do because there's an enzyme. Yeah. There's an enzyme to calm you yeah. in tears. And it's an, a very special endorphin, which is related to morphine. Mm-hmm. That's why we need to allow ourselves to cry. And this thing about, oh, don't cry, I can't handle it. Uh-uh. Yeah. People need to step back and let those people cry. And the other thing is, let them tell their story. You People will get tired over and over again, but it's important that that person be allowed to tell their story. Yeah. Arlene, thanks so much for that. Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five, and you know some people they just can't cry. It's it's not. I mean, as much as Arlene's saying yes, you should cry. I don't think there are any rules as to how someone grieves over this because it was one of the grief counselors I talked to on Monday, and even when I said as far as they're hockey players, they're kind of these tough guys. But some of those tough guys, they may not want to cry. Some of them may not want to talk. Some of them may want to just sit with their buddies and say nothing. So I I don't think there should ever be a rule book, rather, on grieving because it would be a different one for every person. Let's squeeze in a couple more phone calls here. Randy, your thoughts on Humboldt? Um, Just very devastating and very, very sad. Um, I can kind of... uh agree went through a similar situation as Arlene our son was in a bad car accident about five and a half years ago he didn't die but he part of him did he he ended up suffering from a traumatic brain injury Mm. and he'll never ever be the same and he'll never be fully independent so us as parents will be you know looking after him for the rest of our life and it's it's just it's really sad and even though we didn't lose him there's a lot of people out there that did have children that were in accidents and some of the humble players that were injured as well that are still in the hospital these, uh, it's never, it's just never going to go away. It's, it's extremely hard. Um, I know when I heard about this on the weekend, I mean, I've done lots of crying since then, and I don't know any of these people, but I know what the family and what the parents are going through because I know how hard it was for us. Our son spent a year and nine months in the hospital, and it was, it was just devastating. And you know, Randy, the, what a valid point saying you, you didn't lose your son, but you, you lost your son. You lost a part we of your did. son. You lost the son that, you know, prior to that accident. And so you, you still love him, but it's, it's a mm-hmm. new son you have to love. And that's what a lot of these parents, as much as we're, we're thrilled with the people who have survived, you know, some mm-hmm. of them are very critical. Uh, there's serious injuries. There's going to be incredible rehabilitation. So um, good point to make, Randy. Thanks so much for that. You bet. Thank you. Okay, 403-974-8255. Um, yeah, someone just said, Ange, I wish we would wail like other cultures. And yeah, uh, but if that works for you, if that's if you've got to yell in your house or go out to a field and cry, well, then do it. I think, unfortunately, we feel like we have these constraints as to how you're supposed to grieve. How, how is anyone supposed to know how to deal with the loss of 16 people now? And, and we're, we're not even directly associated with them, but we feel their pain. So I, I completely agree. You know, someone else is just saying, why is there no outrage over the trucking company, the driver's response? You know, right now, we still don't have a conclusion in the investigation. 
I, I think a lot of people, I, I mean, when we've heard from the owner of the company, obviously sad that this has happened, The what we've heard. I mean, I haven't heard anything from the driver yet. I understand from what I've heard from the owner of the trucking company that he's been seeking medical help. So we still don't know all the things that we don't know we can't comment on. And yes, there's been lots of speculation, but I think that goes back to human nature where we have to blame someone. Where do I put this anger? Where do I put this sadness as opposed to whatever comes out of this investigation that doesn't change the fact that 16 lives were lost? Okay, uh, let me just see. Just so I can read some of these texts on Bill 9, because uh, definitely um, a lot of you are upset with the interview. Uh, Let's see here. Where is the one? Um, Okay, sorry, you guys have sent in so many. I haven't had a chance to be able to go through them. It says, I can't wait to see the NDP's faces after the next election. In their socialist bubbles, they think Albertans like them. I travel the province. They are hated. And, you know, who knows? But here's the thing. And and someone else pointed out, Ange, how come you're not talking about Jason Kenney saying that if he becomes government, where is the text, that he is not going to touch the issue of abortion? Well, number one, he didn't say that on Tuesday night. Number two, all he has said about any of these social conservative issues or these social policies is that he's going to leave it up to the members to decide at the May policy convention. And so if he wanted to stand by that, and he is a smart politician, this is why it drives me crazy, he is such a smart politician, and yet he is allowing himself to fall into these political traps. And there's going to be more traps. And just because the person who says, I travel Alberta, they're hated. I don't know if you've talked to every Albertan, but we know what happened with the Wild Rose Party. We know what happened with Lake of Fire. It can happen again. We've got news at the top of the hour.